Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Happy Hump Day. This is Brian the Hot Father Swift, and you are listening to All Things Inspirational. This is our show. I hope you're ready to be inspired. We are on every Wednesday at 12.05. Please share the show. We appreciate it. And if you're a listener and have any topics you'd like to hear or any comments you'd like to make, feel free to reach out to the Quad Father at bswift6262 at gmail.com. So, as you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. You know, we can't control what we didn't do 20 years ago. We can't control what we didn't do 20 days ago. But we can't control now. So I would tell you to move forward with whatever you're doing. Put the past behind you. That's why the rearview mirror is so much smaller than the, the windshield. Because what's in front of us is so much more important than what's behind us. As long as we live, we learn from what's behind us, life is all good. Couple announcements. As you know, I'm all about local, you know, helping local businesses, helping local people. Um, and for me, local is really this, this whole Southwest Will County from, you know, Mokina to Frankfurt to, you know, all the way to Joliet and Crest Hill and everywhere in between. So support your local businesses. Everybody could use a hand. I think there's so many people still suffering from the effects of COVID shutdown or slow and slow times in businesses. So please uh, shop local, support local, help local. Now that being said, the last couple episodes have been about entrepreneurship. And as we're seeing, there is a tremendous growth in entrepreneurs, tremendous growth in entrepreneurship which is good and it's bad. So like everything in life, it's a double-edged sword, but we have been trying to support entrepreneurship based on uh, the fact that I have years ago become an entrepreneur, a solo solopreneur, whatever you'd like to call them. And we're going to see just a, a astronomical amount of people that have either left corporate for the right reason or are leaving corporate for another reason and want to take off on their entrepreneurial journey. It is not as simple as it seems. If it was that simple, everybody would be doing it. So that being said, I've been blessed to team up with so many awesome people and entrepreneurs. And I would tell you to mark your calendar for a Facebook Live on Wednesday, November 8th at 6 o'clock p.m. And what's going to happen there is uh, a woman that I have teamed up with, Carolyn Litton, who is absolutely fantastic at what she does. And I are going to offer a workshop. And it's going to help in the beginning, the start, getting through this tough time of moving in this entrepreneurial journey. 
Carolyn is awesome at talking about how to develop the mindset and stay consistently motivated so you can scale your business and achieve success. So again, mark your calendars, Wednesday, November 8th, um, Wednesday, oh geez, Wednesday, I've got the wrong, Wednesday, November 9th, it looks like it's six o'clock, my bad. And I check, you'll see multiple postings on my Facebook, Brian Swift on the Quadfathers Facebook. So what we try to do, what, what I try to do is help business owners get unstuck and move toward exceeding their goals. And obviously that's what we all want. It's just not as simple as it may seem, but it is doable if you bring certain abilities and talents and mindset, especially mindset to the show, to, to, to the new journey that you're going to be taking. So before I move on and, and talk about the fact that you are supposed to win in life, we're all supposed to do well. Don't care what background you came from. Don't care what color you are. I don't care what your education is. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Those things don't matter. It's about putting a horse in a race and preparing that horse to win. It's about putting people in a position to win. And that's what leadership's about. We're going to talk about that a little more when we come back from a word from our... Fan selected. Welcome back. This is Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. The Quad Father. We're talking about an entrepreneurial journey. And as an entrepreneur, you are also a leader. Uh, we all are leaders in certain respects, whether we're leading our families, whether we're leading teams, athletic teams, whether we're leading corporate teams. But in this entrepreneurial journey, you're, you're 100% leading yourself. And that is not as easy as it seems when the rubber hits the road and things get tough out there. And things will get tough out there. Not by choice. It's just the way it is. If everything was so easy, everybody would be winning. But as a leader, job, my job, is to position people to win. Position people to exceed, to excel, to, to blow past their goals, and goals both financially, maybe emotionally, spiritually, um, socially. Everybody's goals are different. But a great truth that all leaders should use to measure themselves is are you putting people into the race, into their journey, that have no chance of winning or have you helped prepare them adequately to win? You prepare them to win and to excel. And a lot of things that get leaders way is that eye syndrome. You know, they're afraid that they may prepare somebody that ends up better than themselves. And I don't know if I want to prepare somebody to be better than me. I don't know if I want to make somebody out there so good that it's burden on me. But leadership isn't about I, it's not about me, it's about we. And as a leader, and I'm a big believer that everybody can win. So do you wanna win? How bad do you wanna win? What do you do, what will you do to win? So I have five ideas that every leader can use to give their teammates the best chance 
of winning regardless of the odds. And some of these things are just about being an entrepreneur. They're about life. First lesson is always be preparing. It's simple, right? It just sounds so simple, and it's not. What are you doing when other people are preparing? Are you sitting down watching the TV? Are you out just hanging out? Are you playing video games? What are you doing to prepare? And have you prepared enough? I've coached athletics for 20 years. I've been in corporate. I've worked with startup businesses. And I can tell you that you will always, at the end of the day, realize that you could have done something more. Now, that being said, have you done enough? Have you done what you need to do to put not yourself, but your teammates in a position to exceed? See, when I was corporate, my job was to prepare sales professionals for the next level. So there was a double-edged sword with that, right? So I would take young sales professionals, and my job was to get them to a point where they would get promoted. And the double-edged sword was I would work hard with getting people from where they were to where they want to be in their goals, and then I would lose them. That was hard to do. You know, you'd have a great team going and you'd put in a lot of hard work for a year. And all of a sudden you realize your top four people are up for promotions. And now I'm going to lose my top four or five people, possibly, you know, 30, 40, even 50% of my teams I've lost due to promotions. And now I'd have to start all over and get new people. And that was frustrating and hard to swallow. But the neat thing the, the real feel good about that was at one point in my corporate career, out of 34 managers a company, and it was an extremely big company, out of 34 managers, 16 of them came from and had worked with me for years at previous positions. I'm not saying it was all me by any stretch. They had worked with other unbelievable managers and leaders. But to look at, at a ranking sheet and go, I worked with her, I worked with her, I worked with him. She was with me for a year and a half or two years. What a great feeling to know that some of these people are people you had an impact on. So I was always preparing other people to exceed and excel. And yes, some of those people actually rose above me to higher positions. And I was blessed to where it really never bothered me. Um, I, I guess I was so proud that they had risen to reach their goals, maybe surpass their goals. And I was okay with that because I wasn't competing with them. I was competing with myself. So as you're preparing, remember that you are always competing primarily with yourself. Lesson two, know what it'll take to win. You know, don't focus on the other people. Don't focus on what they're doing. Don't concentrate on anything with the exception of what does it take for me to win, to get to my goals, to exceed my goals. Have a clear, very clear, detailed 
cheat page goals, what do you want to call them, game plan of what it takes for you to exceed and excel. And I'm not talking something in your head. I'm talking something written down, like goals, call it a game plan, like I said, call it whatever you want. Something that allows you to look at it maybe every day, maybe every other day, maybe once a week, and say, am I achieving these things that it takes to win? Are there things I can improve on? So know what it'll take to win. Extremely important. Number three, as you go through this journey, whether it's an entrepreneurial journey or you're working for a company, these things still apply. These five lessons still apply. And this one applies to your team probably as much as it does to you as an individual. But lesson three is you must believe you can win. That simple. Despite the obstacles, despite where you're at now, you have to have this self-belief and have this feeling that there is very little you can't achieve in life, in business, in a relationship. As I said, these lessons apply outside of business, outside of being an entrepreneur. These are lessons that you could take with you to anything you do. Maybe you're an athlete. But you really have to have this belief that you can win. And I think that also comes with having the people around you believe in you. And even as an entrepreneur, you have people around you that are going to either believe in you, believe in your team, believe in your purpose, believes herself. And if I did not believe in my team back in the day, I don't think they would have believed in themselves as much. And actually my belief in my teams, athletic, professional, whatever it may be, family, my belief, I think almost became more important at times because my belief is something they might've rested on when they weren't believing and, and let me explain it like this. If you've been in athletics and maybe you're not doing as well as you thought, but the coach comes up to you and says, man, I believe in you. I know you can do this. I know you've been going through times, man, that, that is a shot. That's a great shot to have. Same thing in business. I managed and led people that were just going through some tough times. I'm sure they had some self doubt. I, I guarantee they did. And just not sure about what, they could achieve. And once you start that, that thought process, once you go down that rabbit hole, it is tough to come out of it. But because I believed in them and I could stop that type of self doubt, negative talk, negative beliefs, I could get them back on track to figure out what the issue is. What are they missing? What aren't they doing? What didn't they see? As an entrepreneur, man, you have to be able to do this to yourself. And as an entrepreneur, you may may have partners. And and I would tell you, count on those partners. You may have, even if they're not partners, just just helping you on this journey. Maybe they're your it's your tech guy. Uh, you know, maybe it's you know somebody else. Your count, but 
having the people around you believe in you is so key. Absolutely. It will come into play in this journey of yours. Lesson five, always be improving. Life, not just business, not just athletics, you have to always be improving. You have to have this purposeful, intentional plan to constantly and steadily be improving over time. It is just that simple. If you're not moving forward, then you're stuck. And somebody will move past you, in front of you, further than you. Because you're either, and, and I listen to this man, Lou Holtz, you're either moving forward or you're dying, right? I mean, when you're sitting on the couch, is somebody else out there reading a book that's improving them? Is somebody else out there working out and practicing what, what they want to get better at? Is somebody else in the gym? Well, you're not in the gym. I guarantee somebody is. There is that person that is more dedicated than you. I guarantee. When I thought I was working harder than anybody else, and I looked around and had conversations, I realized there were a lot of people that were doing a lot of things that I didn't know about, that I shouldn't know about, to become better at what they do. So that's the key. The question we need all, the question we need to be asking ourselves and answering as a leader is are we putting people in a position to win, to exceed, to excel? And you, as an entrepreneur, are that leader. Are they prepared for the challenges? The challenges you know they're going to hit? The challenges you know you're going to hit? Are you prepared for that? Are they exhibiting progress and growth? Are you, per, are, you, are you exhibiting progress and growth? We have to sometimes rest on the little wins and on the little progresses. Is, you know, like they say, progress, not perfection. Perfection is something we chase. Progress, hopefully, we see along that road. Or if we're not exhibiting progress and growth, do we need to be more intentional about how we prepare? How we prepare ourselves, how we prepare our team, how we prepare others. That's the key. That's what we need to be thinking about. That being said, before I go on and talk about being inspired during tough and dark times, let's hear a little bit of word. E.com. Welcome back to All Things Inspirational. This is the Quad Father. I hope you're having a great day. I know it's chilly out there. At least we've had a little bit of sun. The last couple of cold nights, freezing nights, actually, in cold days. When I talked about being inspired in dark and tough times, I was talking to the changes that we're all going to f- see, we're all going to feel, and we're all going to have to deal with coming up very soon. One of those changes is the change in time, right? You're hearing people talk about it now. Time zone, central standard time. I don't want to wake up when it's dark and come home when it's dark. That, man, is, is a challenge. It is an obstacle. It is something we all deal with, despite how long you've lived in this area. And in, in the areas in, with changing times, we just don't change times. We go from our summer into this winter wonderland that we all have to deal with it. 
That being said, again, are you prepared to deal with it? What have you set forth? What have you planned on? What's in your game plan to get yourself through this waking up in the dark, coming home in the dark? Why do I say that? Well, being the quad father, being a C6 quadriplegic, being confined to a wheelchair, I spend most of you know most of my time outside. As much time as I can outside in the garage, uh, going for my rides for exercise, not just physical exercise, mental exercise. Those are my, my, that's one of my big reliefs from frustration in life. That's going to be taken away from me very soon. So what have I done to prepare for that? What did I do years ago to prepare for it? Has it changed? Well, it's gotten more difficult as I've gotten older to, to deal with it. And let's be honest, our winters change. You know, we could have 60-degree weather and 70-degree weather in November and December, and then May comes and we get 40s and snow. So it changes, and you got to be ready to change with it. So what I what I, I have done in the past, well, can you do continue to do is, you know, I uh, got up to the high school, and they have some nice tracks. Some of the gyms um, and workout facilities have a nice track. So what I'll do if I want to try to get that ride going and put in some miles, so I'll go to the gym. I'll go up to the school, wherever, it, you know, whatever um, I'm feeling like. Living in the Lincoln Way area, I have lots of options, and their tracks are awesome. So that's one thing I do. I get up to the track. I get my ride in. The nice thing with that is also it is a social relief because I do run into people I know and have seen over the summer. Uh, being an ex-coach, I shouldn't say an ex-coach, I should say a coach that's not coaching at the time. I run into ex, I run into players, I run into families of players, and it is an absolute great change from being outside. So that's one of the things I do. You have to plan for these tough times. I also have added a little heat into my garage so I could get into the garage and hit weights and maybe do some crafts. Crafting is one of the things I love to do um, to stay busy. Uh, and it's not just to stay busy. There's, there's nothing more cathartic than taking an ugly piece of wood and turning it into a beautiful table or a beautiful stool, something beautiful. Gives you a chance to be creative. So the garage over the years has been insulated, and I've turned it into a place that uh, I can go to a little bit of stuff depending on the weather. It's not I don't have a big heater in there, but enough to be able to throw on a, you know, a couple of sweatshirts and go out there and get some exercise in uh, to maybe do a little crafting. So find ways to inspire yourself during these dark times. And it's not just the change of time. It's not just the work. There are other things that play on us, right? One of the things for me this year that's be extremely tough, and I admit it, it is going to be the first time I go through holidays without my father. Um, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know what I can do to be ready for that. But the holidays can be diff difficult for a lot of reasons, uh, especially when you lose a loved one. And uh, my mom and dad are my best friends. My mom's 85. If you go to my Facebook, you'll see with her in the garage doing stuff and hanging out. My dad was my best friend and unfortunately lost him this past January. 
and it'll be the first time I have to go through the holidays without him being there in his sarcastic remarks and his looks when I take that second piece of I or something. Um, those those will all be missed, and it will. It, it, I will admit it's going to be extremely difficult. That being said, I know that my dad would want me to deal with it like I've dealt with other things, like I dealt with my injury, because I can't make it a big crying mess because I have to be a leader in family. That doesn't mean not tearing up, but I know how my dad would want me to be, and I will be that way for him as he sits and looks down upon us. We all will be thinking of them. So I know this is up time during the holidays for all. So prepare for it. You understand it's okay to say, I know this is a tough time, but what are you doing to prepare for it? That is the key during these tough times. Uh, you know, and I, not just tough mentally, obviously being in a wheelchair and having ice snow makes it difficult physically for me too. Getting in and out of the van, not as easy. Getting from the parking lot inside somewhere, not that easy. So what do I do to prepare for it? I mean, for me, it's, I've done it for so long. I know I might have to ask for help that I didn't have to ask for in the past. So just make sure you're prepared to deal with this change of time, time zone crunch this winter, and dealing with the holidays that are in front of us. We have to deal with the holidays and, and whether that holiday uh, brings not 100% happiness, that's awesome. It will bring happiness, sometimes a little bit of sadness. Uh, that's what we'll be facing a little bit being the first time through the holidays. But that being said, prepare, be intentional about your preparation. If you have to write it down, write it down, but just be prepared. All right, we're going to hear a little bit from our amazing sponsors again, and then I will be back. The why guy, something I'm all, you know, that question why, we all have whys, but that is one of the things that drove me years ago, and I'll talk about that. And we get back from a word from our spot. in Lukina. Welcome back. This is Brian Swift, a.k.a. The Quad Father. You are listening to All Things Inspirational. I hope you're enjoying. I really could use the support, getting other people to listen to the show. One thing we're all looking for are people to sponsor the show. Uh, small businesses, entrepreneurs, companies. Uh, maybe you have something special going on that you'd like thrown out there a special message uh, that, uh, of an event of something going on, please reach out to me. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Facebook, on LinkedIn at dswift6262 at gmail.com. You're looking, we will work with you on sponsoring the show so that your business can get this great exposure that happens on the, here in Will County, in the Southwest Burbs. So don't forget, give me a buzz. Now, that being said, I, I, uh, before the break, I talked a little bit about being the why guy. Because I always wanted to know what, what makes people the way they are. Especially when it comes to people that I look at and go, wow, that's, you know, she, 
she's amazing. Like, I don't know how she could, you know, do what she does. I look at him and say, wow, it, he has really prepared himself as a whatever wrestler, tennis player. And I think that's important. Actually, one of the things I think about and, and I've learned from interviewing so many of these amazing people, uh, everything from professional athletes to Olympic athletes down to high school, you know, amazing high school players who amazingly uh, smart, brilliant people. I've interviewed ex-military. I mean, I have really tried to spread the gamut of people I talk to to find out why and how they are the way they are. Ultimately, I want to find out what drives people, not what drove you 10 years ago. I don't know what drives them today. What drives them now? What is one of the big things that motivates people to move forward, to be driven? Because I believe that we all have the ability to consistently move ourselves and as a leader to move others into action because there is this invisible force that shapes all of us. Something, one of the things we all use, one of the things we all have. So that thing I always knew is a leader. I have this ability to do something invisible, this thing inside of us, something in your mind, something in your heart and make it more visible and tangible. And I believe that invisible, tangible force is a combination of things. One of those things is emotion. Emotion comes from being inspired, comes being motivated. And I'm going to tell you a fun fact, interesting fact. Would you believe that there are over 6,000 words in the English language that describe emotions? 6,000 words that describe emotions. And the average person experiences about 11 of those. And unfortunately, out of that 11, more than half are negative. Because when we say emotions, emotions just aren't always positive. They're a negative. And for whatever reason, we experience more negative emotions than we do positive emotions. And I've been obsessed with this. It, it probably started years ago when I was coaching football and basketball. You know, what makes people perform? Why are people doing these things? What are their amazing qualities that allow people to perform at a certain level, whether that be academically, whether that be physically, whether that be spiritually or emotionally, you know, there is always a reason and it's not always the same reason for all people. And I know that, and, and it's a bit of a rhetorical question. Have you ever failed to achieve something? I have failed more times than I care to remember. Michael Jordan will tell you he has failed many times. So I'm expecting, I'm expecting that everybody have their hand raised. And a lot of times you're not failing because you didn't have the time. You know, I, I think about a lot of the reasons people talk about failing. I didn't have the time. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the technology. I didn't have 
I, you know, things of that nature. They weren't prepared. Maybe they didn't have a good game plan. Maybe they didn't have big goals. But these things, when people say, I didn't have time, I didn't have money, I didn't have tech, tech, uh, in my opinion, they're cows. Because I don't believe that people don't fail because they don't have the money, the technology, the love, the time. There are plenty of people who fit, who make it that don't have this. Matter of fact, let's look at two scenarios. Let's look at, you give somebody everything they need to be successful, right? You give them money. You give them a computer. They're highly educated. You give them love, joy, support. They have resources. But you look back and many of these people don't succeed. Maybe they didn't give back. Maybe they end up floundering. Maybe they end up broke. Maybe they end up in a rehab. Maybe they end up in places they shouldn't have ended up knowing that they had everything they needed to succeed, right? Money, computers, education, love, joy, support, resources. I've always, I've always this has been a scenario that is always puzzling. And then you meet other people who have been through such ultimate pain, emotional pain, physical pain, situations that are unthinkable, tough times. They're not, they're not loved. They're, they're not truly supported. They don't have a great education. They're out there making a significant difference. Why is that? Why does that happen? Shouldn't, shouldn't those people who have been given it all succeed? And shouldn't people that have gone into this with a lack of resources and a lack of education and a lack of support, maybe a lack of love, lack of money, definitely. Why do they succeed? What makes those people succeed? Why? Why do they succeed? I believe a large part of that answer is fulfillment. Fulfillment, interesting word, right? Like gratitude. Great word. You're hearing people talk about it more, but I believe it's fulfillment. Doing something beyond yourself. Contributing. Reaches part of them. Reaches their emotions that drive them. And for some people, this emotional high of succeeding and making others happy, succeeding and make it, trying to help others succeed is an emotional high that means more to them than others. I also believe there's other factors. Actually, I'm in the process of putting out a book that I hope comes out within the next couple months. I have been blessed to have authored seven different books you could go on Amazon and look up Ryan Swift. Uh, this, this book that will be coming out talks about one of the key factors. Talks about a factor that has empowered me, enabled me to achieve the things that I've been so blessed to achieve, and that is grit. Gritty personality, gritty mindset, gritty attitude. Grit, for me, has been an amazing blessing. 
and you will be have a chance to learn more about grit when my book comes out. Yes, I probably will also be talking about it on this show, but grit is one of those factors that I believe allows people to accomplish almost anything. Let me talk about anything. Let me talk about I. I don't like talking about I, but this is a different kind of I. Because I believe that anything is possible. I believe that life all around us is connected, kind of like grounding, Mother Nature. I believe that human consciousness not just confined to the physical being. I believe that beauty is life displaying itself in the essence of its true being. I am in no shape a Tom Cruise, um, but I try to be a beautiful person. And I believe everybody has that ability in them. I believe that love is the glue and the bridge to most of our happiness in life. I just got done reading one John uh, four, five, and uh, actually one through five and love as Jesus expresses it is one of the things that truly, truly brings us together. And he wants us to love one another. Remember, love is that glue in the bridge to this country's success and happiness. I believe that the real heroes in life are the, ba- are the battlers and the givers, and that they are both extra special. The battlers and the givers are extra special people. I believe in the world of little things, a smile, a hug, a pat on the back, laughing, a simple, well done. I see you're working hard. Keep your chin up. Thank you. Doing good. I think the little things make a big difference in this world. And I think we need to express more little things. I believe that when I have, I have enjoyed myself, that I should tell those who've made it possible and thank them for making this possible. I believe in the joy of a sparkling eye. It's amazing what a smile can do, even to a stranger or that twinkle in your eye when you look at somebody. I believe that the whole is much bigger than the sum of all parts, that everybody makes mistakes and you can't define somebody by what just happened in their past, but give them an opportunity to prove that that wasn't them and that maybe you were wrong. I believe that one of the best things I can do for others is to show that I believe in them. As I talked earlier, having that faith and belief in others is amazing. I believe all women are treasures. I believe in helping people up. So many things I believe in, I hope you believe in. And if you don't think about some of the words I'm talking about, I believe if I don't give my best, I've cheated myself. 
And I may not have just cheated myself. I might have cheated the people looking out at me, my kids, the family, the teams I coach, coworkers. I believe that no matter what my circumstance are, I can succeed. Because I choose to face and believe that success is how I face life. That's just how I look at it. I believe in balance and harmony. That sometime during the day, it's extremely important to rest and show gratitude. I believe everyone is somebody and somebody is everyone. So I have lots of beliefs. I, as you've heard, that makes almost anything possible. And our life on this earth is so short that I choose and would rather believe that way than in a pessimistic, pessimistic way, be down. So that's what I believe. Just a few reminders as I wind up. Don't forget on um, the Wednesday, uh, November 9th at 6 o'clock, there'll be more on this. If you want to come to a Facebook Live workshop, put that in your calendar. And if you are in the in, in the time, in the spirit, and want to help other organizations, there is a organization called SOAR, Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation. It is a 501c3 nonprofit that is starting to do some fundraising. And what they do is they help people with disabilities get outdoors. And that is purchasing equipment mentoring, collaborating with other organizations to help be able to buy people, hand cycles, you know, therapeutic trikes, attachments for wheelchair, getting them back out to do the things they love to do before their injury, especially spinal cord injuries. Check out SOAR, Swift Outdoor Accessible Recreation. We're always looking to collaborate with people. We're always looking for volunteers. And if you're a company and are looking to hand out grants at the end of the year, Please feel free to reach out. You can reach out through our page or you can reach out to me through social media or bswift6262 at gmail.com. So thank you for that. I look forward to next week, Wednesday. Set your, put it in your to-do list to listen next Wednesday. And we will keep rocking and rolling. Again, reach out to me if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, if you have any ideas. God bless and have a great day. And now we'll work from our...